Welcome, everyone, to this Cambridge Health Tech Institute podcast presented in conjunction with the planning for the 13th Annual PEGS Boston, which will be held May 1st through the 5th, 2017, at the Seaport World Trade Center in Boston. I'm Ken Simmons. I'm a program director with CHI, and with me today is Dr. Tim Whitehead, an assistant professor in the Department of Chemical Engineering and Material Science at Michigan State University and the presenter of the 2017 Young Scientist keynote at PEGS Boston. The Young Scientist keynote recognizes a rising star in the field of protein science who has completed a postdoc in the last five years. And Dr. Whitehead was selected from a field of 26 candidates from leading industry and academic research labs in the fall of 2016. Thanks for joining us today, Dr. Whitehead. Thank you for inviting me, Kent. It's quite an honor to be selected for this keynote presentation. So in considering your nomination for this role, I know our reviewers were impressed by your work on the correlation of protein sequences and the biomolecular function of potential therapeutic antibodies. Could you tell us a little bit more about your research in this field? Absolutely. I'd be delighted to. For several decades, researchers and scientists have been able to evaluate effective individual point mutations on function. You can make a single point mutation in a DNA sequence, you can produce that protein and you can evaluate the mutational effect on that function. What my lab has been able to do is develop a platform to evaluate the functional effect of tens of thousands of mutations in a single experiment and in many cases in a single test tube. And we can do this in the context of of proteins that bind other proteins like antibodies and cytokines as well as for enzymes and we're also extending these techniques for membrane proteins. A lot of the people watching your talk at PEGS will be from industry research groups. What are the implications of your lab's work on the discovery and development of next-generation biotherapeutics? There are several straightforward applications of our methods for the discovery and developmental cycle. For example, in antibody engineering, we have shown that the type of functional analysis we can do for thousands of point mutations at once we can identify rare single-point mutations that confer affinity as well as specificity for a given antigen. And this is powerful because it allows you to rapidly identify very specific antibodies for closely related targets, such as many cytokines. In the discovery vein, we have also extended these techniques to map conformational epitope recognized by an antibody. And these can be used in a typical characterization pipeline to identify, for example, neutralizing antibodies, where exactly do they target? And this is in the case for antibody discovery. It may also be extended for design of structure-based vaccines, which we're looking forward to getting into. We've also extended this to enzymes and looked at rapid ways to tune specificity, affinity, and stability in enzyme sequences. And this can be both from a diagnostic as well as a therapeutic vein. Seems like this field is moving along very, very quickly. What are the next steps for you and your colleagues, and how do you see this work evolving over the next couple of years? On the one hand, we want the same as for any technology. We want to make it faster, cheaper, better, more usable, and of greater utility for the end user. And we're working in different ways, along with other labs across the world, at doing that. In terms of the science, another portion of my lab is really focused on computational design to design proteins from scratch with intended functions. A medium-term, I hope it's a medium-term goal, it may be a long-term goal, but a goal of ours is to use the data we get from these experiments of thousands of point mutations to be able to design proteins better from scratch. And we'd like eventually to design and optimize a protein for any specification directly on the computer. What new research technologies are being applied in your lab and how have these contributed to your ability to develop understandings of structure and function relationships at this level? 
Sure. The biggest drivers for our techniques are reading DNA very quickly and cheaply and writing DNA very quickly and cheaply. We use next-generation DNA sequencing and keep abreast of new advances in the field. On our own, we've had to develop a couple of new technologies. For example, for writing DNA, we developed a saturation mutagenesis method that allows the end user to construct libraries containing all possible single amino acid substitutions in a single day and in a single test tube requiring only a plasmid that encodes your nucleic acid sequence. For reading DNA, many of the problems with commercial sequencers is they give short reads that do not cover full gene sequences. And we've had to invent new library preparation methods to read longer stretches of DNA with accuracy and fidelity. So considering the instruments and software that are available to you now kind of off the shelf, how do you see these evolving in the coming years? And what capabilities would you like to see developed by supplier companies and labs that are working on new technologies? I think the cost of reading and writing DNA will continue to fall, which will help us out tremendously. In terms of instruments outside of my expertise area, my group relies heavily for antibody and cytokine engineering on fluorescence-activated cell sorting using commercial flow cytometers. And these are used to screen our antibody mutants. And I would love for the microfluidics community to develop commercial cell sorters on microfluidics platforms so that we can develop do cell sorting in massively parallel microfluidic devices. What are you looking forward to in attending and participating in the PEGS meeting? In particular, I'm honored to be speaking in the same session with Sir Greg Winner, and more generally, I'm fascinated by the fast-moving cellular immunotherapy field, including all of the really exciting work on CAR T-cells, and I look forward to seeing the most recent science at PEGS. Well, thanks very much, Tim. This has been very interesting. In closing, I'd like to congratulate you on your recognition as our Young Scientist keynote for 2017. I've really enjoyed working with you on this process over the last couple of months, and we're all greatly looking forward to your talk at the meeting. Thank you again, Kent, and I'm quite looking forward to attending PEGS Boston in 2017. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. This has been an interview with Dr. Tim Whitehead, an assistant professor in the Department of Chemical Engineering and Material Science at Michigan State University and the presenter of the 2017 Young Scientist keynote at PEGS Boston. If you would like to register for PEGS or learn more about the more than 350 scientific presentations at the event, please visit www.pegsummit.com. This has been another Cambridge Health Tech Institute podcast. I'm Kent Simmons, and thank you for listening.